Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, guys. My name's Ben, and uh, along with my wife, Lynn, we lead Global Church in London. And wherever you're listening to this message today, wherever you're tuning in from, you've made a really, really great decision. Today's message is centred around a really well-known Bible verse that I absolutely love. It's one that I learned as a a new Christian about 17 or so years ago. And um, and I've stood on it through the good times. Uh, I've held on to it in the bad times. And most recently, it's one that's been really powerful all the way through Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdowns that we've had here in the UK. And here it is. It's Matthew 6, verse 25 to 33. And it's Jesus speaking. And here's what he says. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food? and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow, They do not labour or spin, yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, those that don't know God, run after all of those things. And your heavenly father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. I absolutely love that. We could stop right there and say, well... Don't worry, but seek first the kingdom. And, uh, and that sum, sums it up. But, you know, I have really, really stood on that. It was about three years ago that after a, a lot of conversations with our senior leaders, Dave and Shelley Shaw, and uh, some of the other leaders in Global, some of our friends, uh, some praying, some thinking, some dreaming, that Lynn and I decided that we were going to relocate to London to start a global church in London. And um, now if I said we weren't nervous, I'd I'd be lying. Of course we were nervous. We were moving to a brand new city. We were yet to organise jobs. We were just looking for accommodation. We didn't really know anyone in the city, in the area we were moving to. And so, of course we were nervous, but also there was an excitement. There was a, but God, if we seek first your kingdom, if we're living your way, if we, we seek your righteousness, then surely, according to your promise, 
everything we need, we'll get. And, um, and you know what? That's what happened. It was amazing. We started with three of us. Three of us moved from York. Myself, Lynn and James. And uh, like the three musketeers, we went to London. And um, it was brilliant. We had a great time. We found, uh, we found the great places to hang out. We found the great pubs, the coffee shops. We joined sports teams. We took up running. And, uh, and we, you know, it, it was brilliant. Not just great fun building church, but great fun getting to know the city. And after, you know, in the first few months, we had parties and, and just, just socialising, socialising on steroids, getting to know people. And what we found is that gradually, slowly but surely, the church started to grow. There were people who were like, well, I'm, I'd be interested. This sounds interesting. Well, what are you doing? And we went, we went from three to four to five to six. We met in our, in our living rooms. We'd put worship music on Spotify. We'd listen to the podcasts from Global Church in York on, uh, on Spotify. And, uh, and it was great. We'd find people would contact us over Instagram um, and say, oh, what, what, you know, we're looking for a church in the area. Could we come along? Could we meet up for a coffee or a pint? And um, it was brilliant. We even found there were some people actually who weren't interested in coming to church, but we were friends with them. And they were like, you do your church thing and that's fine, but let's go for a run or let's go for a beer or let's go and, and, and hang out. And there were a couple of times where they found that their relatives were getting sick. And what was amazing is they, although they didn't want to come to the church, they, because they knew us and they liked us and they rated us, they asked us to pray for their relatives. And on two separate occasions, we had this where relatives of our friends had cancer. And, um, and it was incredible because they'd come and they'd pray and, you know, they'd come and they'd ask us to pray. And, you know, we did as a church, we'd meet up, um, we'd meet up on a Sunday, we'd meet up for our, our Thursday nights and we'd get together and we'd say, you know what, we're going to pray for so-and-so's uh, relative, for so-and-so's parents. And, um, and then when we messaged them a few days later, both of them separately had said they've been to the doctors, they've been to the hospital, they've had the checks, they've been given the all clear. And you think that's incredible. You know, it, it never stops uh, giving me a buzz when prayer is answered. And you read about it in the Bible all the time. You know, prayer is answered and amazing miracles happen. But I remember going round uh, Battersea Park in, in southwest London and praying and then seeing those prayers back in 2019 get answered. And you think, God, you are alive and kicking and making an impact in pe people who don't even go to church are benefiting from, from your goodness and from our faith. Like it was absolutely uh, amazing to see. So you know what? It was going well. It was good. You know, we were, we were, as far as the scripture goes, everything we needed, we were getting. And, uh, and life was good. And then COVID came. <laughs> and COVID, as you'll be aware, whatever continent you live on, whatever country, whatever city, you are listening to this talking right now. The whole world changed in a heartbeat. You know, uh, my wife, uh, Lynn, for those of you who don't know, is she's 
uh, a pediatrician. She's a children's doctor working in one of the hospitals in in central London, and um, and immediately her work totally changed. Um, you know, from having patients who are sick, needing to wear PPE, like everything, going onto emergency rotors, everything changed. I work in the civil service, and uh, and at the time I was doing a lot of travelling. So it, as well as as building church with the team here in London, I was also travelling maybe maybe three, four weeks out of every eight weeks uh, across the world from India to the Philippines to, to uh, Eastern Europe. And immediately when COVID hit, all of that stopped. Our jobs were transformed overnight and, uh, and life changed like it did for people around the world. And this was the, 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 crazy, the crazy thing, because all of a sudden you go from being so confident in what you're doing and where you are and what you, you know, what you believe. All of a sudden the doubts come in because the foundations feel like they're changing um, underneath you. And I'd start asking questions like, are we doing the right thing? Are we in the right place? You know, God, what is, are you still in charge? You know, it's now illegal. We're supposed to be setting up a church and meeting people and, you know, going to the pub and, and, and living, just having, living a great life in London. And all of a sudden it's illegal to go outside unless you want to buy, buy toilet paper. I mean, what is, sorry, that's an in-joke in the UK. But what is going on? And this brings me to my first point when you stand on this scripture, on this promise. My first point, do not worry. Do not worry. I'll read again verse 30. It says, if that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? I mean, I get in lockdown, we weren't fussed about what we were wearing. Everyone was in like pajama bottoms and a shirt. I understand that. Um, You know, if you were working from home on Zoom, but here it says, you have little faith, 31, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. Those that don't know God chase all of these things, but your heavenly Father knows you need them. My question to you today, what dominates your thoughts? What are the needs that keep you awake at night? What is it? What's your default when situations come in, when, when things happen in your life that, that can rock your thinking and knock it off course and make everything seem so uncertain? What is your default go-to? Because today I want to remind you, using this verse, to say our default, if you, and even if you don't, if you don't have faith, I'm gonna, there's an opportunity later, just stick with me. But if you put your trust in Jesus, your default shifts to do not worry. You know, the Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. And maybe you need some of that peace, something that calms your thoughts, that stops your mind racing, that gives you an assurance that God has a a plan and a purpose, a good plan and a good purpose for your future, which you'll find in Jeremiah. Maybe it's around jobs, 
families, relationships, finances, friends, health. But this verse is so explicit. It says, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? Food, what shall we drink? Well, what sort of wine are we getting today? What shall we wear? The needs, the basic needs, the things that we, that we need. You don't have to worry. So if we don't worry, what do we do instead? My second point is we look up. We seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. That's what we do. We replace worry with faith. Verse 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We look to God. We, we first look to Jesus. You know, we put our faith and our trust in him. And maybe you have. And then I'd say, then you plug into a great church. You spend time worshipping. You spend time getting into God's word. You plug back into the source like an iPhone or other phones are available. Not that you'd want to use them. Like an iPhone that, uh, that's running low on battery. It needs to be plugged into the charger and switched on and charged up. It's the same with us. And maybe you're not. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've not put your trust in him. The great thing is now's the time for you to do it. When you first become a Christian, there's an amazing transformation that takes place where we receive God's righteousness. What is his, his righteousness? It's, it's his right way of living. I remember becoming a Christian and uh, putting my trust in, in Jesus. And, uh, and all of a sudden, on things that I never had a conscience on, I started getting a conscience. How I saw people started to change. How I treated people started to change. Where I was maybe a little sneaky and a little just out to see what I could get, I was then, I was actually becoming more concerned about other people. And I remember it really vividly because it was completely out of my, out of my character. And, um, and, and this is his righteousness. It's his way of living. It's walking into situations and going, God, what would you do? And we can find that. We can find that through his word. We can find that through being part of a great church. But also we can find that through being filled with his Holy Spirit. You know, there are four stages to becoming a Christian. There are four stages to, to putting your trust in Jesus, to seeking first his kingdom. The first one is repent. You change direction of your life. You say, I'm going this way. Actually, I'm going to go this way. And you change direction and, uh, and then you believe, then you put your trust into him. And at the end of every message, we give an opportunity for people to do that, even remotely, even through videos, podcast or whatever. Then you get baptised in water. And we've done some brilliant baptisms, whether they're swimming pools, whether they're in church services, whether they're in the sea, followed by beers and fish and chips. And, uh, and then finally... After, after being baptised in water, we pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is really what brings that, that, full, that transformation. That's where 
you get God's spirit on the inside of you. It changes from your nature to, to, to more to his nature. And um, it's, like, it's like changing out the fuel from, from some, some rubbish old petrol, you know, to some super V-charged V-power. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's, I, we're in London now, so everything's turning electric. But you know what I mean. But it's part of a process. And, uh, and it's a process that means that as you go through the process, there's a transformation that takes place. And maybe, maybe you need that transformation. It'll transform you from worrying to having peace. When you're filled with God's Spirit, all of a sudden you're able to get the fruits of the Spirit. You're able to be filled with His peace, but also joy, goodness, faithfulness, love, self-control. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so he really is the key. You know, as a church in London, we had to adapt during lockdown. Um, once, we'd, once we'd got over the, the shock of lockdown, we were able to adapt our model like Churches, businesses, you know, organisations across the whole of the, the world, really. We moved online with the rest of, of global churches. We would meet up online for our, for our Thursday nights. We'd then say where two people could meet up and go for a walk or go for a run. That's what they did. People who lived on their own formed social bubbles and were able to meet up uh, within the guidance. And what was amazing was that throughout the last 18 months, the church has grown. In fact, today, the church in London is three times the size that we were at the start of the, of the COVID pandemic. And I look back and I'm like, God, that is amazing. You know, four, four people moved last year during lockdown. They moved city, one even moved nation um, from Switzerland to come and be a part of Global Church in London. And it's absolutely incredible. And it reminds me that even though I forgot the scripture at the time and was like, oh no, I'm, I'm worrying about the circumstances. I'm worried about what's going on. I'm worried about, have we done the right thing and what are we doing? When I look back, I go, ah, oh, I didn't need to worry because your, your promise says, do not worry, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And everything you need is, is added to you. It's given to you. You don't even have to work for it. You know, we've had some amazing stories during this last 18 months through this lockdown period, whether it's not just the church growing, but people have been promoted. I got promoted. Uh, we've had, uh, in fact, quite a few promotions in the church, which is amazing. I think had, we had a wedding. We had an amazing wedding with a rooftop bar overlooking uh, the city of London last summer. And it was incredible. Um, just in between the lockdowns, they just snuck it in there brilliantly. Um, but what was more amazing is that the, the groom in that wedding was actually at the time being made redundant. And, you know, he was getting married and having big, well, I mean, a big wedding for COVID times. Um, but an amazing wedding at an amazing venue with friends and family there cheering them on. And they're stepping out in faith. This couple had stepped out in faith to move to London 
to get married and, uh, and to do things correctly, to not live together till they got married, you know, because they were like, no, but we want to do it God's word, God's way. And you think that's amazing. And then he got a phone call saying he was being made redundant. And you think, oh, no, but you're about to be, you're about to get married. You're, you're renting a flat in central London. Like now's really not the time. And, uh, and with this thought, well, God, what are you, what are you up to? Because you've got to be, you haven't been knocked off your throne. You're still in charge. The promises are still there and alive and kicking. So what is going to happen? And they planned the wedding and they had savings and they were making a financial plan for what to do if or when the redundancy came, came through and he would, he would become unemployed. And then a week to go and he's applying for jobs. And obviously it's lockdown, it's recession. No one's, no one's hiring. With a week to go, the firm that are making him redundant call him up and say, we know you're being made redundant, but we really want to keep you. We're going to create a new role for you to do, and we want to offer it to you. I think he ended up being unemployed for one day between the redundancy ending and the new role starting. And again, you look and you go, God, you are incredible. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all the things that we need get added to us. You know, if you're new to global, if you're, whether you're connected to a physical church, we've got them in, in uh, Newcastle, in York, in London, over in Africa, in, uh, in, in um, Tanzania and, uh, and Kenya. If you're part of a physical church, you know, that's great. And keep getting plugged in and keep staying connected. Or if you're part of the online church, we've got people who watch in North America and uh, again across Africa and also over in Australasia, and, uh, which, is, which is brilliant. You know, stick with us. Stick with us because we'll do you good. But maybe you're looking for a church and you're looking to get into the adventure of building church then I'd say come and get involved because it's, it's incredible building an amazing church that is reaching ordinary people with a life-changing gospel. You know what? It's, it's not all being plain sailing through the pandemic. It's not all being straightforward. And, um, and there have been some really tough times and that's been the case, whether people have faith or whether they don't, whether they're part of a church or whether they're not. It's been a, it has been a tough time. But this is why we grab the promises. And there are others in the Bible, but we stand on God's word. And what happens when we do that is we come out the other side. Jesus told a parable where he said, there's the wise man, uh, the wise builder and the foolish builder. And the wise builder built his house on the rock. And when the wind and the waves come and batter the house, it stays standing. Why? Because it's built on the rock. But then there's the foolish man. And the foolish man built his house on the sand. And when the wind and the waves come and bash against the house, it falls down. Why? Because it's on sand. What's, what's, what's he getting at there? He says, the wise builder is the person who builds their life on the rock, on the words, on the promises of God, trusting in 
Jesus. What I love about that parable is the wind and the waves come regardless. Whatever you're building your life on, you'll be hit with the storms of life. We've all been hit with them over the last, the last 18 months. And there'll be others in, that come in different ways. But the difference is, although we all get hit with the storms of life, when you build your life on God's word, on God's principles, God's way, you're standing at the end of it. It's absolutely incredible. You know, I'm going to finish just just reading this, this last little bit of scripture. It says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after, those who don't know God, run after all those things. And your heavenly father, he knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. I don't know where, what ups and downs you're going through. I don't know where you stand on believing in Jesus, trusting Jesus, going to church, you know, standing on his promises. I don't know whether you've been a Christian for years or whether you're just dipping your toe in the water and saying, God, I've tried everything else, God, are you real? You know what? I would say to you, don't just dip your toe, jump straight in and, uh, and test it. Test the scriptures, plug in to a great church and, uh, and see God transform your life and the lives of people around you. Have a great one, guys. We'll see you soon. Fantastic message. Now, if anything in that talk impacted you today and you would you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to give your life to Jesus, then I'm going to lead you in a short prayer. And I want to encourage you to say this prayer along with me. So let's pray together. Father God, I want to thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I want to ask for your forgiveness and I receive your forgiveness right now. Father, will you give me your Holy Spirit? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to change? I want to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 